Today is Wednesday, September 28th. The title for our devotional is Mercy and Holiness. The rest of this week, we're looking at a few places in the Gospels in which Jesus lives out his salt and light teaching from the Sermon on the Mount. The first, in the first one here, which your Bible likely has a note that the earliest manuscripts do not include this section. This account is almost certainly not original to the Gospel of John. However, there is no reason to think that this story didn't actually happen in the life of Jesus. Other early Christian texts document a similar story. So as we read the story, we should read it as we do other early Christian texts that weren't included in the canon of Scripture. Read it with a grain of salt. If we find something in here that doesn't accord with what we find elsewhere in Scripture, we are free to hold it lightly or let it go entirely. What we find that is in agreement with other texts, we can accept on the other text's authority, not this one alone. Returning to the story simply to see an example of faithful presence in the way of Jesus in a polarized culture. John 7, 53 uh, through 8, 11. This is the story of the woman caught in adultery. It says, Then they all went home, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn he appeared again in the temple courts, where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away, one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left, with the woman standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. As happened often in the life of Jesus, this woman was brought to him and the question posed to him as a way to trap him. They were forcing him into an either-or decision that would alienate half of his audience, regardless of his answer. We will look at another example of this in a couple of weeks. If he answered to let her go, then he isn't a strict adherent to the law of Moses as the Pharisees and their followers would be, which was likely a majority of his audience. If he answered in favor of stoning her, then he is alienating the common people, towards whom he has shown such compassion and kindness. This situation specifically tugs at the heartstrings for a few reasons. First, where's the man? It takes two to tango in the sin of adultery. According to the law, both should have been put to death. Apparently, only the woman was caught, or has been suggested. The whole situation was fabricated and the woman a scapegoat to trap Jesus with. In which case, it would be an even greater tragedy if she were falsely accused and unjustly executed. Another tension is lingering in the background here as well. The Jews under the authority of Rome didn't have the power to carry out capital punishment without the Roman governor's approval. Remember how they needed Pilate to execute Jesus. So they were testing his commitment to the Roman authority as well, perhaps at the expense of obeying the law. And Again, that was a very polarizing political issue of their day. Jesus' answer, however, fails to agree with any of their ideologies. His answer illustrates a commitment to his own way, the third way of the gospel. He says, let anyone who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. He reminds them of their own guilt before God. 
and their need for his grace in the face of their guilt. The implicit suggestion is that they should perhaps show mercy as God shows mercy to them each and every day. Yet, he doesn't excuse her sin either. Jesus privately shows her God's mercy. He says, then neither do I condemn you. His mercy implies that she did something wrong, and he is choosing not to condemn her for it. His final statement reveals how his compassion doesn't override his call to holiness. He holds them both in tension. Go now and leave your life of sin, he says. In the face of a polarizing question, he has remained both salt and light. He has maintained a faithful presence in a culture that sought to draw him to the poles. The legalistic Pharisees needed to be reminded of their own need for mercy. The woman caught in adultery needed to be reminded to live a life of holiness. Jesus showed mercy without compromising on holiness, and in doing so, failed to align perfectly with either of the polarizing ideas of the culture. Reflection time today, I invite you to think through this story again and imagine yourself first in the place of Jesus. What would you say? How would you answer this question? How would you respond in this situation when you were put in such a polarizing, difficult situation? How you answer this without, obviously, knowing what Jesus said in the rest of the story is a good indicator as to which approach you are more prone to at the expense of the other, whether you're more prone to salt or light, which approach to the culture you are more prone to as we talked through on Monday. Do a little examining of your heart by putting yourself in the place of Jesus in this story. Then imagine yourself in the place of the woman who experienced the mercy and forgiveness of Jesus. Imagine being caught in sin, being brought to the feet of Jesus, publicly shamed and humiliated, and then experiencing the grace and mercy of Jesus. Your sin of idolatry is similar to the sin of adultery towards God. Yet, he forgives you and shows you mercy in Christ each and every day. So just spend some time thanking God for redeeming you, for saving you, for showing mercy to you and forgiving your sin towards God.